everybody! Hi! <laughs> Welcome to The Grid is for Squares, uh, a podcast where we smoke a bowl and talk about building a homestead. So, Vince, what are we... Oh, yeah, our names. We have names. I'm Amy. I'm Vince. Hi! And this is The Grid is for Squares. <laughs> yep. Um, so what are we smoking today? Today we are smoking some grapefruit, a nice, tasty... Oh, no, we're not smoking grapefruit no, this time. No, we're not smoking grapefruit this time. Um... We are smoking dread bread. Dread bread. A hybrid. God. Um, so, in this episode, we have two things to report. Uh, the first is that we spent New Year's on the property. Um, usually, for the last, like, ten years, we've gone to Madison, Wisconsin, for New Year's. It's where a lot of our friends are. Um, All the salmon swim back up dream for for the holidays, for the holidays. Yeah, this yeah. year we didn't do that we stayed out in california yeah well i went back for christmas um while vince went to the property but we'll get into that in a minute um but for new year's i did want to come back and be on our property because i just thought like it's not just any new year's it's 2020 you know like it's the future it's the year of the future and where would i want to ring in a new decade more than on land that I actually own for the first time. Apart from getting the dog, I think this was the biggest accomplishment of the decade. Oh, certainly. I mean, I guess we got married, too. We got but married, yeah. Any, any asshole can get married. Yeah. Um, Takes a real winner to get a dog. <laughs> to get a dog. Um, so, yeah, we did that. We had New Year's. That was cool. That was one. Um, and then... Second, more importantly, in a, you know, measurable progress sort of way, uh, we broke ground. Yeah. We broke we, ground. We started really digging in. Uh, progress is a lot slower than you would imagine, as with all projects, um, but we've officially broken ground. Uh, so let's back up first real quick and just remind everybody about the land that we bought. If you're just tuning in, we bought... <laughs> Making the bold choice to not start at the beginning. Yeah. You know, you can play these in any order, really. <laughs> It'll all make just about as much sense. Um, we bought 10 acres outside of Mariposa, California, which is kind of close to Yosemite in the Sierra foothills. We paid... Um, well, we put 45000 down. We still owe like 10000 more, and we're, we're going to be paying that about 250 a month for the next five years yeah 250 a month on top of our rent which is doable. fairly doable yeah exactly other invested parties include my mom and my brother yeah so we're not all alone paying that and you know also trying to save money for materials and all that sort of thing um but let's go back to the breaking ground um vince tell us about the project that we you <laughs> broke ground for sure so our first structure is going to be a dugout, cellar, hobbit hole. It's kind of the way pioneers have always done it when settling in a new place. Um, it's a really a quick and easy way to make a structure using existing materials on site, kind of no matter where you live. You might not have trees, but you will have rocks and you will have dirt. Um, and Yeah, so when... Usually, like, this, when you think about a dugout, it's often, like, in a cold climate, right? Like, we just watched a YouTube video this morning about, like, Icelandic uh, sod houses, dugout houses. 
Um, and you worked at this place called Little Norway. Yeah, my first job. Yeah, oh, little baby Vince, little baby tour guide Vince. Um, but like, and it was about a pioneer family from Norway who had come in, and they built the dugout the very first thing when they got there because winter was coming. And then they lived in there, this family of six, in a tiny little hole in the ground while they built the barn because they needed to get a shelter for their animals first. Um, so yeah, in California, California is not, you know, northern Wisconsin or Iceland, but we do still have temperature variants on our property. It gets up to about 100. And gets down to 20. Gets down, but to, gets down to 20. So it, having temperature control is still like a real legit need. We also have wildfires. Yes, more importantly. Yeah, so when you talk about first structure, you could do something as simple as like a tent or a greenhouse, but if you're talking about moving assets there, things you really care about that you don't want to lose, um, it uh, really makes you think about what your, what your first structure should be. The other thing is we eventually want to build the big house retreat center whatever the big construction is that we eventually in several years build. We want that to be partially into a hill as well. So this is a really good opportunity to like kind of test out some proof of concepts, to tr test out some materials, test out some approaches. Um, it hasn't been easy uh, digging out this hill by any stretch of the imagination. Turns yeah. out when there's giant boulders on top of the land, there's also giant boulders underneath it as well. Yeah. So you want to dig in for a number of reasons, and we finally got some experience with that. And yeah, rocks are really heavy and quite frequent. Um, frequent rocks. Frequent rocks. <laughs> Abundant. We are wealthy with rocks. <laughs> By mass, we own more are than Are we laden? Are we laden people. with rocks? Oh, highly. Um, um, so what is the size of the, like the size and the shape of the dugout that we're building now, this, this first cellar structure? Uh, yeah, it's about eight by eight by eight will be the finished interior dimension. What we're going for now is like a 10 by 10 by 10 area. Um, I sort of had a place in mind before I went there. Um, but when my mom and I got there, we sort of sized it up looked at factors like wind and sun and um, just the natural shape of the hill and found a really good place to start digging in. And I was really optimistic that we could get the whole thing dug out while we were there. But in reality, we only got about half of it dug out. Um, yeah, so over the of week of Christmas, this is happening. This was happening, past tense. Um, so yeah, I went back to the Midwest for Christmas, but Vince and his mom went up to the property to camp and dig a big hole. It didn't snow this time. Yeah, yeah. The, the temperature, the weather overall was slightly yeah, better this time It was cold and it was raining when we first arrived. But Again. We, yeah, that is kind of the constant, I guess. But it was really nice the rest of the time. It was very cold the rest of the time, but at least it didn't rain and... It was beautiful at night. We could see the Milky Way and all the constellations. So yeah, we set up camp on day one. It was very wet. Day two, um, we got around to setting up the sukkah and the composting toilet. And I didn't want to mess around with greased fittings, which is how I put together 
the sukkah over Thanksgiving. Uh, again, this is three quarter inch PVC fittings, and I just sort of built a, a tent tarp. Skeleton. A skeleton. A skeleton out of PVC pipes and then put a tarp over it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know, for ease of taking it apart and putting it together, using Vaseline would be a good idea. But as it got, you know, as it rained and it got heavier and heavier, the th greased fittings would actually come apart or snap. So this time um, we spent some time just gluing up the sukkah. Uh, making things a little more permanent. Because um, we own it, so we, we can leave it. shit there. It's yeah. so amazing. We can set up a nice campsite and not have to break it down at the end. So my mom found this really nice mulch from a tree that was like dry rotting. And we made a nice level pad for the sukkah and the tent again and had them in a nice line. Um, and dug another fire pit. Because we're on vacation, too. We're there to work, and we need to develop it, but it's also Christmas, and right. we work really hard in our daily lives. Um, so we were making sure that it was very comfortable and a good work environment, too. So then we cleared some brush and started digging in um, on the third day, I think. Um, chose our site and it's some really good rich soil in a few places um, but as you start getting in you find that it's just as rocky below ground as it is above ground and we were trying to be smart Egyptians about it um, trying to use leverage as much as possible but we definitely strained our backs just ask the aliens limbs. that's what the Egyptians did yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, definitely strained our backs and our limbs but moved some boulders that were a good three times heavier than either um, my mom or me. Yeah, I would like to, once again, for the world, express my concern that you take care of yourself and your back, but I know yeah. I know you'll do your best. And I forgot all about ratchet straps. And for the folks at home, if you're thinking about moving something heavy, I would really strongly advocate for using ratchet straps. Um, come along, some people call them. Uh, I could have even oh, borrowed great. them. Yeah, I could have even borrowed some from work, um, but they're just nice little ratcheting, handily things. <laughs> you can look it up, um, and it's a good way to, to move heavy stuff. So we need to, to move those rocks out. It's in sort of this natural rocky cove hill um, where we only have to dig out about half of it and then line it with something like bricks. Um, and then, of course, think like water, take care of drainage um, around the entire thing. Um, and that's sort of the long-term goal with the dugout. Yeah, so eventually it can hopefully store stuff, furniture and things, um, or in a more distant future, be like a you know vegetable cellar or wine cellar, something like that. Um, but also be a much more comfortable place to stay when we're visiting, which I would uh, appreciate considerably. Yeah. I'm willing to sleep on the ground in a tent for a few days a month, I guess. <laughs> but I would rather have some like a bed and an indoor yeah. type space, an, an indoor adjacent space. And I think you'd even be more comfortable on your air mattress outside in better weather. But sure. when it's really yeah, raining yeah. and when it's 30 degrees and I know, you know, Wherever you live, it's colder and there's real weather <laughs> yes. more of the year. But when you're in it, when you're like outside 
and it's 30 degrees. Right, when you're just rain, fully exposed yeah. to the elements 24 hours a day. Yeah. It's not pleasant it's no matter where you it's live. very extra. <laughs> so. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about for the week that you were there with your mom without me? Um, we found a few of the culverts and started thinking about where we want to construct a bit of a pond. Um, right, like a, a holding catchment pond type thing. Yeah, I'm thinking of it as a spillway. So the culverts are currently like half buried. They dug them pretty deep, which is a good thing. Um, but we want to excavate that area first because there's a lot of good soil um since it's in a naturally draining area um there's a lot of um mineral runoff and nutrient runoff and so that's really good potting soil that we want to excavate from there and then i want to build sort of a spillway just upstream from our culvert with the idea of impounding the water that comes down into kind of a natural pond and then we made sure that when we were digging our dugout that the floor was going to be above the level of that pond. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're definitely very, very design conscious. Um, it's fun to, to, to lay out string line and survey stuff. And I have fun nerd. with that anyway. <laughs> I like nerding out over that. You always got to think like water. Um, with any project that you're doing, large or small, if it's ever going to encounter water, you got to design for it. Um, so that's sort of where we're at with the dugout. Cool. So yeah, during that whole first week that Vince and his mom were on the property during Christmas, I was back at home in the Midwest. Um, and then I flew I flew into Sacramento because we I wasn't going to stop by home in L.A., First, I was just going to go straight to Napa for a couple days to recuperate and then to the property. Um, yeah, we all needed a couple days to reset. Yeah, you and your mom had been on the property for like a week. I imagine you needed a shower. <laughs> Working for a week, granted it was cold, but we were also very dirty. So we all needed to reset right. in Napa for right. a few days. But I flew in. It was already a late flight. It's like an 11 p.m. flight or something. And then it got delayed. So by the time I was driving... With Vince back, he was driving me after picking me up at the airport in Sacramento. It was like, I don't know, 2 a.m. or something for me for Midwest time. On one of the longest days of your life. Right, I suppose. I mean, I had been... Uh, Whenever just, you fly. I suppose. Oh, yeah. Anytime you fly against the grain, you yeah. gain hours of your life. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're in the car and driving back the couple of hours from the airport to Vince's mom's house. And I'm so tired, but I want to hear about what he got done on the property because, like, I'm excited that he's excited. Um, and, like, he started talking about, you know, how much they'd gotten done and how much digging and how slow it was. And he was still pretty excited about what they'd gotten done, but I was just like, you were there for five days and all you got done was, like, a, a little bit of dig, like, a quarter of the way or something? What What do you mean? Like, how is any of this ever going to happen? How is this not going to take a million years? We're going to die before we have a house. Um, and started to just genuinely have a real anxiety attack situation going on. Um, which then event, you know, obviously we talked about it and I slept and I got up the next morning and I was like, you know what? The progress is going to be what it's going to be. 
just having it is beautiful. We can go up there. We can camp. We can sleep under the stars. Like, we can make whatever progress we want. We can do whatever we want to it. Like, whatever happens is okay. But it was definitely, I just wanted, I feel compelled in the course of this podcast to, like, be really upfront about what the process is like. And sometimes the process is really fucking scary. Um, And sometimes you don't have the mental health capacity to deal with how scary it is all the time. The world is a terrifying place. (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk real quick about something that Vince had said. uh, I'm sure you're just like being, you know, being sarcastic or something. Always. Um, But as I was re-listening through some episodes and editing them, we were talking about how anxious it made us to go talk to realtors and like how on the spot we felt. And you said something about like, so yeah, if you have mental health problems, you might want to deal with your issues out in the world before you start trying to buy property. Um, Did we do that? But we sure didn't. I guess (laughs) we didn't take care of that. We did did not take care of, we did not fix our mental health perfectly 100% before purchasing 10 acres of land. That did not happen. Um, We should both, I mean, everybody should be in therapy. I am. I am a believer in that, but we definitely should be in therapy. Yeah. Um, but we can't really afford it, you well, know. Not now that we bought this property, right? That's sort of the, sort of the ironic thing is that like it's hard to deal with because we have you know, anxiety and depression. Um, but the reason that we can't really do anything about it is because we spend all our money on the property. We're trying um, to make a dream happen. Yeah, and you actually said. That for a while, right after we had bought the property, you were feeling a little better. It worked. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, you know, it's mostly a chemical imbalance thing, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not surprising that it sort of has bounced back down, I yeah. feel like, to where it had been before. It's um, normalized again, but it definitely changed my outlook on life to feel that I finally owned something. Yeah. One of the most disenchanting things for me is working hard in the city to just get by day to day. Um, um, so, yeah, that is to say we both have mental health issues and we're doing our best to deal with them, but we have definitely not conclusively dealt with them. Vince is depressed. I am anxious. Sometimes we're great. And then other days we're a mess. Um, but we didn't let that stop us from doing this, and it shouldn't stop you either. Um, sometimes talking about mental health can feel, like, cute or funny, like, ha-ha, I'm so crazy, but then other times it's really not cute. It's having a total meltdown at 2 a.m. in the car after not seeing Vince for a week as he tells me about the progress that he made over Christmas and he's cautiously excited, but I'm watching my whole life fall apart in front of my eyes and feeling super embarrassed about all of the like rosy pie in the sky things I just told all of my friends and family back in the Midwest over Christmas about we're gonna have a a dugout by the summer, we're gonna have a yurt by the fall and you know, like all of these things. Like, no, it's not gonna really happen that way, and that's okay. That's okay. And I'll just keep putting one foot in front of the other and by God <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Sorry, I have nothing to add to that. Yeah, sorry, I kind of went on a rant there. I'm trying to think of a good example in my own life of my own neuroses and depression. What kind of example? I don't know, just something that was a really good example you gave there. (laughs) That's fine, that's good. But it does wear off. The thrill of having your dream come true can wear off. (laughs) It's still a lot of work. 
and that scares me too yeah. in its own way. I don't want it to be I don't want us to be just another story. I think a lot of people go into this with some big ideas. Right. And then they run into brick walls like permits or, you know, their own, you know, shortcomings. Um, you know, whether it's like you don't have enough money to do it or you can't design it or you can't build it or whatever. Um, but you can't give up. So, yeah, that was a long day for everybody. Um, we started it out at the property and had gotten in the cycle with the sun. Um, and Amy got in like midnight in Sacramento and I picked her up and we drove back to Napa to recuperate for a few days. Um, but then we went back to the property for New Year's, um, stocked up first in town, made some tasty food. Mm-hmm. Um... Like we said, the weather was a little nicer than it was over Thanksgiving, which was lovely. Um, and even though we were going to be like, you know, camping, roughing it, it was still New Year's. So I still wanted to, I still wanted to live it up a little bit. So we bought some champagne. You did know. we do mulled wine this time with you? I think you did mulled wine without me. I okay. think you did mulled wine over Christmas. That's a tradition. Now. Yeah, yeah. What did we do this time? Um, we bought some $14 Trader Joe's champagne as well. We did. Wow, that's tough. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> yeah. um, I also made some like hors d'oeuvre plate yeah. things uh, like uh, persimmons and goat cheese with this like mm. balsamic production yeah. and shrimp cocktail. You haven't lived until you've drank champagne and eaten shrimp cocktail around a campfire. It was real good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, New Year's Eve itself, like it's dark and cold. So we weren't about to just like sit up in the dark waiting for it to be midnight. We went to bed, uh, in the tent, uh, but I set my phone alarm so that we could wake up like 10 minutes before New Year's so we could actually ring in 2020. Yeah. We heard fireworks and possibly gunfire. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Vince and his mom stayed in the tent, but I decided as long as I was awake uh, for New Year's, I might as well go to the, use the bathroom. So I walked, you know, took a flashlight and went up to the compost toilet, but I did it a little bit too late. So I'm pretty sure based on the last time I looked at my phone and upon the fireworks that I heard that I spent New Year's Eve 2020 uh, sitting on a compost toilet <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, which you know what? I don't hate. That's okay. Yeah. I wanted a unique experience for the night and I got it. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, so yeah, what are, where are we at now with the property and what are our next steps? Yeah, we had a couple more days to work while Amy was there and it was nice um, to not have to babysit the little dog the whole time and to not have to stop every two hours to start up the fire and start making food. Amy... Yeah, I contribute even if I don't dig. Amy is cookie for sure. She takes care of the livestock and she takes <laughs> care of the vittles. Um, so my mom and I were able to do more work on the dugout. Um, and that's still kind of the next step. We're sort of thinking concurrently. We want to keep excavating the dugout and start breaking ground for this prefab greenhouse right. that we're going to get. Greenhouse is the next thing. Yeah. And then my brother's going to come out and visit soon and he's going to get to see it for the first time, which is really exciting. And he makes concrete, like decorative concrete 
Um, for a living. Yeah, for his job in Chicago. And we... Professional concrete smith. Yeah, yeah, a concrete smith. <laughs> so we're going to try making some bricks because, you know, we can dig out, we can excavate this dugout, but then you got to line it with something to keep it from just washing out and collapsing back in on itself again. So we're going to try making some bricks using my brother's concrete skills. Ooh. Yeah. Um, It'll be fun to experiment. I assume I won't really be an integral part of it. Yeah, you're probably going to come along for a few days, right? Yeah. You won't just stay down in L.A. the whole time? No, I'd like to come up for a few days. I'll be cookie. That'd be fun. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um. So, yeah, that's next steps. And we'll let you know how the dugout project and the prefab greenhouse and all the rest of the assorted projects are going on the next episode. Yeah, and let us know how you're doing in the comments below. (laughs) I think I'm good with that. Sleep well and don't take any wooden nickels. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know we were going.